Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. Today is Thursday, May 24th. 2018, and we have a really special guest with us tonight, uh, Carrie, and Carrie has helped, uh, I think, was it close to 4,000 people now get tax freedom through the uh, U.S. tax court, and Carrie is going to be uh, sharing with us um, his very, very, very simple process that has been uh, quite effective in uh, basically getting you out of the tax system, and it's great. Uh, If you want to uh, find this process, if you want to get the documents, you can go to youhavetheright.com, and we have a little banner ad at the top that says Tax Freedom Full Process. Click here, and that will take you to the page where we have uh, all the documents currently. So, uh, Carrie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, a lot of people on the call here may not have heard about you, so can you give us like a little, a brief history about yourself and how you got into this uh, whole arena? Well, yeah. In 1988, I um, I. I uh, they got started looking at why the IRS is so vicious with you. In 1991, I just put together a few things, and they indicted me to go to prison for 55 years. So when I got there, I put together what it's all about words. And, and if they say up, it means down. <clears throat> if they say down, it really means up. So what I did was I went to court and got indicted, and they were going to get when they were going to give me 55 years. It really didn't matter if they gave me 100, uh, 500 years because I wouldn't live 55 more years anyways. So what I told the judge was, you ain't got just. I'll just give you the gist of it. Okay. I'll take a hundred years, and he didn't know what to do <laughs> because most people complain. Well, you're, you're giving me fifty. I'll roll over for you for five. So now he, I, I had I had nothing to offer. He had nothing to offer me because I told him I wouldn't take fifty-five years, but I'll take a hundred because really it wasn't going to matter. <clears throat> so they picked up eighteen of us. My last name started with a Z, so they came and took me last. The first 17 people went to prison. Five years to 30. All of them went to prison. Came to me, and I went home. And and they, they were all there for about 45 minutes, maybe an hour, 
cut a deal, signed the papers, and went to prison. I was there for when they got to me. I was there for nine and a half hours. Whoa! And they grilled me for nine and a half hours. And so, what happened basically was I learned that if they ask you a question, you only answer what they ask. So they would ask me questions, and I only answered what they ask. And uh, what I did was I took a glossary page with me, defining all the words I could possibly think of, and I gave it to the to the uh, judge, and the judge looked at it and threw it down the floor and said, we're not using that. So I don't know what we were using, so he would ask me a question. And since we no, since I didn't know what he was asking me, I would answer it. But I would answer it the only way I knew how. And so it just got real bizarre. And so, um, like I said, after nine and a half hours, the uh, the CID agent said we got to drop this. He said because uh, we're only on, we're only on question number four. <laughs> so they got because of all the red herrings or sidebars that I would throw up at them. So so anyway, so that's how it started. Then I knew something wasn't right. And about uh, 2008, I went ahead and tried something with the tax court, and it worked. So I thought, well, maybe let me try it again. So I tried it again and again and again. And since 2008, I've been involved in about probably close to 4,000 of them. And uh, we almost never lose as far as we get what we want. The problem we have is when you, if I tell you to write red on the paper, if you write anything other than red, it doesn't seem to work. And that's so, so we do have some people that are getting things that they're not expecting, but that's because they have trouble following instructions. So that brings us here, that brings us, here tonight. Okay. So you have a very simple process, um, which some that's people. That's the problem. Some, that's the problem. Yes, that is the problem. <laughs> some people they can't handle simple, and they try to complicate it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite work. No. So. Um, Perhaps you can go over with us uh, the process, like the name of the form. I mean, we have them at the website. You have the right dot com. If those want to uh, go to the website, click on the tax freedom banner ad. Uh, you get the forms, and you can uh, follow along with us if you'd like. Also, we're getting some background noise, uh, folks. If you can hit star six to mute out, if you haven't already. So we'll get a bunch of background noise. Mm-hmm. Except for you, Carrie. Oh, shoot. I was, hoping... <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you was telling me to mute out. Um, so let's start. I don't have the forms in front of me, but I'm sure you have it memorized. Uh, I know them pretty well, but that's fine. Okay, so I think the first form is the... Well, first of all, you you can go to the tax United States Tax Court website, and they have the forms you need. 
Uh, one of them we noticed that they took down. It's a petition kit. Well, we have it at the website. Well, the reason they took it down because we're inundating them. Um, they're inundating them. Uh, the, the attorneys, once they call you, we'll get into that. They chew the guy out because he, he's just they just can't keep up. They just got more to do than they've ever, ever had to do. Now, so what we're doing, so what we got is, we have them. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do because we're sending them to them faster than they can do them. Better hurry up, folks. <laughs> so let's start. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the petition kit. The uh, it starts with the petition. Yes, it's it's a form two. Okay. And what you what you do is you put your name at the top. Then you check. There's two boxes you check: notice of deficiency and notice of determination for collection action. You check those two boxes. <clears throat> and then the next question says something to the effect, why do you disagree with it? You just tell them in A, that's not equitable because I never received a notice of deficiency. I never received a notice of determination. And you put years 2000 to 2017. And that's the same answer you put on everything. Uh, number three, question number three on that, kit says let's see for what periods or something to that effect that are you talking about you put na never received a notice of deficiency na never received a notice of determination for years 2000 to 2017. the next question says something to the effect what is your reasoning for disagreeing with the uh notices. You put N.A. never received a notice of deficiency. N.A. never received a notice of determination for years 2000 to 2017. That's all you put. And then the rest of them, you just, <clears throat> you just fill in what it asks. Ask for your name and your, your ID number and all that. And then if you want your spouse on it, you, there's a space for your spouse. I just did a separate for my wife. I just did a separate one. And the reason I did it separate, if she gets a letter, then I got one. If I get a letter, I have one. If we both get a letter, I still have them, one for each. So I just send in one for each of us. And you mail it to the Washington, D.C. address that's on the packet. Then you go to Form 4. Form 4. Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. All right, all right. Uh, that petition comes with a whole page of instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw that away. Okay, so, but it says that we can only only handle uh, tax matters up to fifty thousand dollars. Oh yes, that's right. It asks you to check the box that you want yours done in a regular tax period or a regular tax case or a small tax case. You check the regular tax case because it goes up higher, and and uh, it just it works better. So with all the instructions, the only thing you need the instruction page for is the address to the court. The address to the court. Other than that, throw it away. Yes, don't fill it out the way they tell you to do it. Remember, you're in this trouble because of them to start with. So they want they want to help you and tell you what to do. So don't you don't want to do that. And then you mail it, and that's it. 
<clears throat> well, hold on, hold on. Right. Uh, you have to you have to pay a sixty dollar fee. Should you make a check, money order, cash? How do you do that? You don't pay the sixty dollars. But the instructions you said you, that you have to pay it. I know, but don't do it. Uh, don't pay the sixty dollars. I can't say that enough. That's probably the number one problem because the IRS is is set on two. It's it's set on two form formats: administration and legal. If you pay the sixty dollars, they automatically consider you on an administrative, and they're going to go in and tell you, "Well, the reason we're doing this is because of Title Twenty Six, Section Such and Such." If you don't pay the $60, the court can't put you on the administration side, and they will put you on the legal side. And then what they will do is they will rule in your favor because uh, you don't have to pay for justice. You have to pay to be pampered, I guess. Okay. Now, let me so, say this one more time. Do okay. not... Do not, do not pay the $60. So what you're saying is if you pay the $60, that puts you into a separate jurisdiction and you're going to lose. Well, everybody so far has. Everybody that's paid the $60, they come back and they get a, a ruling that they don't want. And the reason they get a ruling they don't want is because the the court is no longer a court of law it's a court of administration and what they do is they say well you owe the money until you pay it we can't hear the case whether you owe it or not it doesn't matter okay so um that's the petition i think there's another one that the taxpayer identification number or something like that yes that goes with but it Yes, but that's real straightforward. That's okay. just your name and ad that's your name, your address, your email address, and your phone number. Fill it out, and that one's done. Uh, the one where they ask, it's I think it's after that. They ask for your, yep. I don't know. It's the one they ask for your social security number. Yep, you put it down there with the dashes in it. Okay. That's no that that'll be the that's that's form four. Okay. They want your name, your address. They want your social security number. So, believe me, they know who you are. You're trying to get away from them. They know who you are. So what you do is you give them your name, your address, your phone number, and your social security number, then you sign it. If you want to give them your email address, that's fine. If you don't, don't. But you got to give them something. So give them a phone number, a home number, a uh a throwaway phone, a temporary phone, or your cell phone number, because they'll need to call you sometime and, and touch base with you. And then the final form is uh, where you want it to be heard. Correct. It's a Form 5. You okay. find your state. There's All the states are listed there and all the cities that have a tax court. You just check the box that's closest to you. So if you live in Michigan and Detroit, you live in Detroit, you just check the one for Detroit. If you live in uh, Illinois and Chicago's close, check the one in Chicago. You just check the one that's closest to you. Okay. Then you sign it, date it, 
and that's that's it. There's just it's just three forms. Okay, and so you mail it off, uh, certified, registered, stamped, first class. What? Yes. Whatever okay. you feel, whatever you feel comfortable with. If you want to mail it, I mail mine. I put a stamp on, it, and then I ask them for a, a tracking number. They just took a tracking number on it, and then when it shows up, it shows up on the computer that's been delivered. That way, you pay it for a stamp, and then I think the tracking number is a dollar. It saves you thirty-four huh. bucks. Okay. Wow. That's what I do. That. Okay. Well, that's what I do. I mean, now I'm not saying everybody. I don't know. Maybe we only do it here, but um, that's how I send everything. I send everything that I send. I put a fifty-cent stamp on it, or if it needs more because it's heavier. And then I ask for a tracking number. They go behind the counter and they pull off a, a little number and they scan it in and they give me the tracking number. Then I can go online and track it. That's how I do it here. But that doesn't mean, you know, I don't know how everybody else does it. Okay, so you put it in there and then what? They get it. Now what? They'll send you. They'll send you a package in the mail saying that they received it to send us sixty dollars. Just get rid of that. Don't pay the sixty. Shred it. Just get rid of it. And then the rest of it's just information for you to read if you want to. Tells you how the tax court works. Um, gives you the phone number, the address, if you want anybody in particular. So it's just a little, I don't know, folder of stuff. A package they send you. Okay, so basically how the tax court works and we really don't yeah. care because we're not really using it the way that they want us right. to. Right. And and that and it'll tell you you gotta file follow directions and do what they say. But but it's just a package that and that but but you know now they got your and and you're gonna have your docket number in there. Okay. Um what happens after that? So don't pay it. Don't don't send. Them, don't rush out and get money and mail it to them. Just no. shred it. Don't you know, pay it. Right. To. So don't what happens it. after that? Well, after that, they give you a docket number, and then it seems like it lasts forever. It just seems like it goes and goes and goes. Then what will happen is an I an IRS, uh, well, actually an attorney that represents the IRS. They're going to write a motion, and uh, they're going to realize they can't find your notice of deficiency and your notice of determinations. And they will ask the court to dismiss your case because they didn't give you the required paperwork that they were supposed to do to put a lien on you. Then the, then the attorney will call you and say, do you have a... Uh, we're going to dismiss your case. Do you object? The answer is no. Lately, now what they've been doing is they've been they've been asking you, what are what are you doing? Why are you doing it? What's the reason for it? Your answer would be, huh? I I, I didn't receive a notice of deficiency. I didn't receive a notice of determination for the year 2000 to 2017. And hang up. They may ask you anything they ask you. It doesn't matter what they ask you. you. Either don't, I don't object for you to you to dismiss it, or I never received a notice of deficiency and I never received a notice of determination. And then you hang up. Don't get into the red herring because they're going to ask you 
I mean, they're going to ask you bizarre stuff to see what you're doing. Your answer is, I never received a notice of deficiency. I never received a notice of determination for years 2000 to 2017. Then you hang up on them. That's it. The reason you're doing that is you get a notice of deficiency. I'm sorry, a notice of determination, a notice of deficiency, and a notice of lien or a notice of levy. But they're using it as a lien or a levy, and they're monetizing it, and that's where that's where the problem starts. You don't really have a lien, but they're calling it a lien. Now you have a tool that can go and challenge that because your court order will say something to the effect that the uh, the IRS did not give you a notice of deficiency or a notice of determination. Therefore, they want this case dismissed for lack of jurisdiction. So the IRS is telling you they, that they want it, or they're telling the court. They're going to tell the court they do not want this case to go any farther because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Once you get that, now you have a tool that you can use on them because if they didn't have jurisdiction, then how did they do what they did? Exactly. See, now you're standing on a... I'm, it's not necessarily easy, but you have the tools to do it. Now that you have the tools, it's up to you to figure out how to use them. Before, you never had a tool to use it. In other words, you have a lien, but it's not a lien. How do you get rid of it? There's no way to get rid of it. Now you have a way to get rid of it by working it. Okay. You know. So uh, they call up and they say, you know, who's doing this? Why are you doing this? Well, never received a notice of deficiency. No. Okay. Well, fine. That's fine. Uh, we're we're going to uh, file a motion to dismiss. Is that okay with you? And you say, yes, that's fine. That's fine. I don't object. And then just hang up on them. And then in, in a few days, you'll get a four to set four to five page document in the mail. And what it'll say is the IRS is going to dismiss your case because, and they may go through eight or 10 points. All of them are because they didn't fill, follow their own in, uh, instructions. You got to understand by not paying the $60, you're now on the legal side. And now <clears throat> if they say, well, we gave him a notice of deficiency, here it is. They can't use that to get what they got. See, they use a notice of determination, a notice of deficiency, a notice of lien, or a notice of levy. See, in order for you to get a lien or a levy, you have to get a, there's another, they have to do something else anyways, and they're not doing that. So if they say they gave you a notice of lien or a notice of levy, there's a way to deal with that. You go back to the court and say, if they did that, that would be, um, See, that's perjury. I mean, that, you can't do that. So, hold on. Okay, there we go. It didn't, didn't click the first time. Yeah. So okay. what, they, what they're basically doing is they're outside of their scope. I kind of asked this question. I want you to understand this. I think outside the box. Here's my question. Does anybody know, and think about this, do you know what a bass boat is? Who? It's a, a bass boat. Oh, a bass okay, boat yeah. Is a bass boat 
it's a flat bottom aluminum bolt with a churn in the middle of the big engine that you fish for bass. Okay, my question is, what happens if you catch trout? You have to throw them back because you're in a bass boat? <laughs> no, but that's what they're doing, see? What they're saying to you is, we're going to give you a bass boat. So you go fishing and you catch trout. Now what? See, not, that doesn't make sense. I understand that. But what they're doing doesn't make sense. What they're using is they're using a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination that, that's not signed. Because it's not signed, it's not proper. It's not proper, so when they tell the court, we gave it to them, that's why they don't tell you that. Because if they say, well, we gave it to them, now that now they got a problem. It would be like me giving it, all right, somebody needs, if somebody needs some money, I'll give you $10,000. I'll send you a check made out to you from my, from my bank that's absolutely legit. But if I don't sign the check, what do you have? Nothing. See, it's the That's right. That's the same thing with them. You have nothing. Again, now you have the tools to counteract that. If you get a letter in the mail, a CP 504, take your cert, take your copy of your court order, put it in the envelope, take their envelope, put it in the envelope, and take the CP 504, put it in the envelope, and mail it back. They don't have jurisdiction. That means they don't have authority. If they don't have authority, then how did they write you a letter? How did they send it to you? See, they don't have jurisdiction. They said that. So it pretty much, once you get it, from that point forward, you're in pretty good shape because it's okay. gonna, it's everything that's going to be coming, well, you're going to cover it in, in your years. Okay, so you get the you get the judgment. You you hang up on the guy, and you get the thing from the IRS saying we're dismissing your case because, and then you get the order from the court that says mm -hmm. we are dismissing it. Now what? What you do is you call back to the court and get you five or six certified copies. What that will do is that will give you the wet ink signature of the judge. The one you're going to get in the mail will just be signed by its electronic signature. It just tells you who signed it. Call back to the court. The lady that answers the phone, just tell her, okay, I want five copies. I want ten copies. They're $5 a piece plus whatever. It might be $6 a piece. But once you get those, then go get copies of them so that they're only a few pennies. But they'll still have the wedding signature. Now you have not a letter. You have a court order signed by a federal judge saying the Internal Revenue, the, the IRS commissioner does not have jurisdiction because they didn't follow the law. And it's, um, when you get it, it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, well, it's just really good. I mean, it's really, it's really, really good. Okay, so... You get that in the mail, and then you call up the tax court. You ask for, you know, several, anywhere from three to ten certified copies. Uh-huh. And, and they say, they tell you that, that they, I guess they send you an email or something. You give them your email. You go to a link, and then you pay for the thing online. Yeah, you can use PayPal. You can use PayPal, or you can use a credit card. But I don't, I don't get into all that. 
some, they got a process, gov pay, pay payment.gov or something, and you go there and you'll, you, they'll give you a, a number. You'll type in the number on the line, and then your invoice pops up. You pay that invoice. As soon as you pay the invoice, they get them and send them to you. It'll take three to five days, and you'll get them in your mailbox. Wow, that's pretty quick. Yeah. That poor judge. <laughs> you got 4,000 yeah. people ordering 10 copies each. That's 40,000 signatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he signs, I don't know how he does. I guess he signs one and they copy it. Then it'll have a, a race seal on it. And it, it, you know, it has a, an, uh, a stamp from the court saying this is a certified copy. Okay. Um, I, anyway, when you get it, you'll, you'll know it's got a race an embossment on it somehow. Okay. okay, so you get you get that in the mail and but you still have liens on you. Yeah. So now what? What what do you do with it? Okay, you got your judgment, but they're still bugging you. What good does it do? Well, they won't bug you anymore because you'll take that and stop the bugging. The problem is it is still on the county. You're gonna have to this is this is what we're 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 working on. You write a cover letter telling the county that they don't they got a notice of lien, not a lien. Here's the here's the copy. Take a copy and send the copy of the certified copy to them. Go to the county and try to file it. If they don't take it, we're taking it to records. Go to records and file it. Just ask the lady at the counter, "Where's records?" Oh, it's on the fifth floor. Whatever. Uh-huh. You go up there and you and you file it in the records. What's been happening is instead of getting um getting it overturned, they've been expunging them. Because you go back in two weeks, and um, they're just not there. Not everybody. So what we have to do is we have to be creative. You may have to get your your state's attorney general involved. You've got a court order. They're not dealing with it. So if you have to move on the IRS, if you, I'm not saying you don't. I'm not going to say that you do. But if you have to, it's not about taxes anymore. Now it's about contempt of court. That's an, argu- that's an argument you can win. You have a court order saying that they don't have jurisdiction. They admitted they didn't have jurisdiction. Why won't they release it? So if you have to move against them, you don't move against them for taxes as a taxpayer, or as a non-taxpayer, as a, as a patriot or whatever. You're right. moving against them because you have a court order they're not minding the court order, so uh, they're in contempt of court. What about yeah, if, mm-hmm. what about the state UCC when they have, have a, a, a lien on the state UCC? Well, uh, go to the state and give the state the same thing. Here, here's my certified copy. Get a copy of it because you'll go through twenty-five of them things probably because all these different <coughs> ideas you're going to have. And they're five dollars a piece. If you get ten of them, that's fifty bucks. Right. Twenty of them's a hundred, so you're looking at two hundred, a hundred and fifty dollars. Just get copies of them. Get you four or five. Go home and get you thirty or thirty copies of them. Then now you have thirty different places you can go. If you run short, get some more. If if you go to the courthouse and want to file one, take one with you. That way, you can know it's a certified copy. Then, but okay. but. If the UCC is filed at the state, th- that's where you start. On your, go to the county and pull your, what is it, your um, 
lien. Your notice of lien. It's going to say this notice of lien was filed by Mary Lou, signed by Billy Bob, um, out of Detroit. Well, you live in California. That's what makes it so difficult. So then you're going to send one to Detroit, one to Billy Bob, and one to Mary Lou because. It's going to tell you, one's from Tennessee, one's from Austin, and one's from Detroit. There's three right there you're going to need. So these are the certified copies that you paid for, $5 each? No. Okay, so copies of the certified copies. Yes. Yes. And, of course, they're the IRS. They can look it up. They can verify it. Right. And, and, And in your letter, in your cover letter, then tell them. This is a certified, this is a copy of the certified docket number. Put the docket number, even though it's on there. All you have to do is to see it is go on the United States Tax Court docket inquiry, put in your name or the docket number, and what what you have you're looking at will pop right up on the screen. So it's there. They can find it. They know it's there, and you're giving them a copy of it. Now, if they don't answer you, you, like I said, you may have to push it harder. If you do, you now you, now you send them a letter saying, hey, uh, you're in contempt of court. But we've had a bunch of people have their um, Social Security now that have been taking it for years. Now they're, they, they're getting all of their Social Security back. There are some people that are still trying to do it. That, that sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. But again you have tools now to work with. Okay. Well, yeah, well, court judgment is pretty, pretty powerful. Yes. Okay. So are you ready to take questions? Of course. Okay, you guys, if you have any questions, hit star 8 on your phone. And right now we're going to go to um, north and central Orange County. When your phone mutes and unmutes, it's your turn. Hello. Hello, Dan. Yes. Carrie. Yes. Hello. You hear me okay? Okay. Whoa, whoa. Hold it. Yes. Hold it. Uh, the, the person whose phone just muted and unmuted speak. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. All right. I wanted to ask. I have no issue with the IRS right now. Is this something okay. that I consider doing, or is it going to raise the hornet's nest? Well, no. What it's going to do, if you have no problems now, there's only two kind of people. Those that have problems and those that are going to. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay. Now, my biggest question is regarding state. Notice of intent to levy. All right. California. All right. Okay, on California, so this is a whole different subject. And then I'll let you look those up, and then you can ask. You can call Tad back and ask him, and if he can help, he can give you a way to get pull. Okay, you're cutting out a little bit. I'm sorry. It's just it's one of those things. Okay, under Title 31, Section 3124, you cannot pay a state any tax using Federal Reserve notes. If they, if they charge you Federal Reserve notes, that's a felony. 
because go to Title 18.8, and it will define that for you. But once you get this, if you live in a state that has state income taxes, write them a letter asking them, how do I do my state income taxes? They're going to say you use the Fed. Now the Fed's told you they didn't have jurisdiction. So if that's the case, how does how does the state have jurisdiction to ask you to file a tax return? We're working on that in some 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 states. How do you immediately stop a uh, levy that may be coming on? Say that one more time. How do you stop what? How do you stop uh, the levy? You know, you got ten days, and they're going have a hearing, and you really don't want to go to the hearing. Um. What works in the short term to stop that levy? Well, you're, uh, 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 we don't have a state tax here in Texas, so I haven't dealt with that very much. But I can give you a California Supreme Court case that might help you. It's Brown okay. versus French Brown versus Franchise Tax Board. The reason I know about that one is there is a Texas case in there. And Brown versus Tax Franchise Tax Board, that's a California Supreme Court case that that okay. kind of breaks it down for you. That might give you that might help you with your answers, but you're asking me a question that I don't have a lot of experience in because we don't have a state income tax here. So because we, state we don't um I I'm I live on the moon. <laughs> no, okay. I live I'm like, in, what state doesn't have in Texas, we don't have a state income tax. Florida doesn't have one. I think there's five states that don't have a, a state income tax. Texas is its own moon. Right. Yeah. But Brown. What about what about moving what about moving the debtor to a to a state via the mail uh, that doesn't have state tax? There you go. I mean, that's your that's something you can do. But Brown that's versus I understand, but Brown versus Franchise Tax Board, it, what it is, is it's, it's a California uh, Supreme Court case where they the, the state of California didn't just get beat. They got beat bad. <laughs> you know, you know, okay, so um, we actually have some people uh, waiting that have other questions that we have to get to them. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, say California, your phone will unmute and it's your turn. Would that be me? That would be you. Go ahead. Hey, Texas Two Step, how you doing? All right. All right. You, I think <laughs> yeah. Yes, go ahead. Uh, we haven't talked about the second step of your two step Texas process. Well, yeah, but you and I need to talk about that on the phone. This isn't the, I don't think this is the, the, Okay, very good. I I do want to add and say that everything that Kerry has said so far, stick to the plan. I actually had um, the the U.S. tax court said that I I filed the $60 filing fee, and I called them up and I said, wait a minute, who who filed the $60 filing fee for me? Because I didn't pay for it. And they admitted it was an inadvertent error, so they, they corrected that right off the bat. So follow the follow the plan and it'll work. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you very much. 
Yep. Okay. Hold on. Somebody's talking. i got to mute them. There we go. Okay, Texas, when your phone unmutes, it's your turn. Hey, Tad. Hey, hey. Gary. It's Anna. Okay. In, in the Houston area. Hey. All right. Hey, Tad, the last time I talked to you was when I was displaced because of Harvey. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember. Yes. And unfortunately, I'm so sorry, I missed the first few minutes of this call. Okay. Um, uh, and I'm going to have to listen to it again because, you know, there's so many distractions in, in my world. But um, I'm just wondering, um, do I need to do anything now? I mean, I'm sure you remember. So right now, I haven't paid my taxes since 2011, haven't filed since 2012. Um, and, you know, I did the um, show me the law thing. And, you know, then they sent me that $5,000 frivolous thing. And we responded to that and 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 that was you know when Harvey was going on and I was in the camper, but but so far I haven't you know heard anything or you know gotten any notices from them. So I'm wondering, do I just wait now until I get one or what? Well, let me tell you what I was told: an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh huh. You do what you want to do. You can wait until they're knocking at your door if you want to. But personally, I wouldn't. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that that was just what I, you know, because I, I don't think, you know, everyone listening is, you know, has been defying them since 2010 like I have. But I haven't um, filed since 1988. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I, I know somebody I filed, hasn't filed I, since 71. Well, Right. You know what? I filed my I, last what, tax return in I filed my last tax return in 1988. Hmm. So I've been you know, indicted. I, I've been indicted. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. Well, oh, did you're sorry for what? I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't mean that. That was. Oh no, no. I was just saying. You know, I mean, I like I filed in 2010 and 2011, but I, I didn't pay the full amount, um, you know, and so that's why I got some letters. But what I was going to say is it's weird because, I, and that's when I contacted Tad, is that um, all of those years, you know, nothing happened. And then suddenly I get a thing that says, hey, you know, this is what you owe for 2010. This is what you owe for 2011. By law, we have to send you this every year. And I'm thinking, but you didn't send it to me every year. You're just now sending it to me. You know, and that was, you know, last year. Well, so, that's part you know, of the reason. that's already screwed up. Well, that's part of the reason why this works, because we're calling them on something that they can, they have to do. If you look at what, if you look at the IRS, I don't like to get into the IRS um uh, uh, manual or the IRS code very much, but in the code it says they don't have an option. It's absolutely mandatory that they give you a notice of deficiency and a notice of determination. They don't have an option. Yet, if you have one in your hand and they call you on the phone 
or when you do this process, if you have one in your hand, they're going to still say they didn't give it to you, even if you sign the green card for it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, like I said, I I missed the first few minutes. So, <laughs> so well, I should also, go ahead and do this process in addition to you know already calling them on their crap about you know show me where it says I have to pay this. Well, see. I'm going to make a comment here that I get in trouble for an awful lot. Okay? It's not about you. Right? It's not about you. Now, the reason I say that, because what happens is, Gary? Are you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. If I indict you, if I indict you, I have to be right. See? So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't matter. Now, um, let me show you what the problem is. It's in the words. Have you ever, are you married or have you ever been married? Yes. Just once. Yes. To both forever <laughs> since I was eighteen. So, no problem. So you've so you're married right now, correct? Yes. Okay. Are you married to a male or a female? <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah, you. I don't I, know. Yeah, I I I understand. <clears throat> My tea just went down the wrong way. Um, okay. A male, yes. Okay, now I want you to understand. This is what they do to us. Here's what you said. You said you're married and you're married to a male. Okay, now, do you know what an extension cord is? Yeah. One end's got three prongs sticking out. One side has three prongs sticking in. The, right. The side of the, okay, the side of the extension cord that has three prongs sticking out, what is that called? The male. So you're married to an extension cord. <laughs> what? That's no way. Wait a minute. You said you were married to a male. Right. So, okay, you said, I said, do you know what? So you're married to the the male end of the extension cord. Is that correct? I guess. Well, yeah. okay then. <laughs> so, so see, see the problem? See, we're so quick. We're so quick to answer. We don't really know. Oh, right. If you, if you ask me, am I married to a male or a female? I would have said no. Okay. What was your next? What would your next question be? My next question: If I was the IRS. No, you asked me, are you married to a male or a female? And I said no. What would your next question be? What are you married to? A woman. Ah, see? okay, see? yeah, okay. See? That makes, no wait, that makes her a female. See, the problem is when we go to court, they ask a question, and we want to tell them our life history. Like I told you, I was in I was in court. I was being indicted. I was there for nine and a half hours. They only got four questions out of me. What they said was, here's what the judge said. The judge told me, he said, okay. I'm going to ask you a series of four questions. You're going to answer them yes or no. Do you understand me? 
I said, I don't know if I understand you or not. He said, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask the questions. So he says to me, what is your first name? I said, yes or no. He says, what? I said, yes or no. That's exactly what he asked me. I don't vary. No, wait a minute. I don't vary from that. If he asked me, okay, then, all right, uh, 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 do you have any children? What's my answer? Yes or no? That's what he told me to answer. I only do what they say. I never vary. I don't assume he wanted me to say yes or if he wanted me to say no. So that's the problem that they have. I went to the same judge. The judge asked me, he said, now, can you introduce yourself? I said, yes. My name is Kerry. I won't use my last name because it's going to create a problem. Ph.D. And I sat down. So the judge says to me, hey, doc, will you come here? I ignored him because I didn't say I was a doctor. So the next thing he says is, hey, doctor, so-and-so, please come here. I still ignored him. The bailiff came over and tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, doc, judge wants you. There's an awful lot of noise in the background. Would somebody uh, please? That's, that's, that's our speaker in Texas. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. All right. Um, so, so, so. The bailiff taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, doc, will you go see the judge? I said, I'm not a doctor. The judge completely went crazy, slammed his hands down and said, get your ass up here now. When I walked up there, he said, you lied to me. I said, how did I lie to you? Did you introduce yourself as a doctor? I said, no, I didn't. I introduced myself to you as a Ph.D. He said, that's a doctor of philosophy. I said, you're kidding me. I thought it was a, uh, high, a public high school diploma, and I just stood there. And, the, and, and so now, now, the, now the judge oh is standing there, and the judge goes, oh, blah 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 blah. And I said, "Thank you," and I went and sat back down. He, he couldn't believe it. See, I will not vary. You ask me a question, I will answer it. But you better ask the question proper, because if you don't, see. So I. So I've taken that to the umph degree. But remember, we had 18 of us go to be um, indicted. 17 of them went to prison. I didn't go. The reason I didn't go, because every time they asked me a question, I answered the question they asked. I didn't ask answer the question they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. See? So... Uh, what I realize is the IRS, what they do is they, they come after you, and they come after you with, uh, you don't know, so what they do is they're, um, uh, you're scared, so you answer anything they want to, see? In mm-hmm. other words, you're going to tell, well, what's your name? You give them your first name, your last name, your maiden name, your married name, your children's name, your husband's name, his middle name, your grandfather's name. That ain't what he asked you, but that's what we do, and they rely on that. But see, I just think I completely think different than they do. Um, I have a doctor friend of mine. He got charged with malpractice in Texas. They're insured. The doctors are insured. Yeah. So okay, there's no chance of you winning that. I wrote his defense just like that. I wrote his defense, and what ended up happening is. We were the first people that has ever won. He beat, he beat all, um, I don't know, it was about 13 or 14 cases, uh, charges. We beat all 13 charges 
of malpractice on a doctor. Wow. Well, that's because, see, because, see, what happens is uh, when I ask you a question, you're going to, you know, if you answer it, you're just going to answer it and answer it and answer it and answer it, and that's not what I said, and that's not really what we're saying. See? Um, mm-hmm. um, I hope that makes sense. I mean, uh, so, yeah, so we, it, we have some it, more it people. It actually does. You really think way outside the box. Yeah. See, that's the problem they have with me. That that's true. <laughs> they have us in a, but the rest of us, they have us in this box, and we have to get out of it. And and right. you so think outside the box. We, that's we do awesome. have some other people who are waiting to ask questions yeah. here. Go yeah. Ahead. I'm so um, you guys, also, I just want to let you know that I am going to be archiving these calls by subject in the member section of youhavetheright.com, so uh, please help support us. Go to youhavetheright.com and, and sign up for a monthly subscription. It will help us out quite a bit. But again, the and calls well in their entirety are free in their entirety, but I am going to break them up by subject. And we do have the original instructions uh, Carrie and I had a call the other day, a private one, which we uh, went over each of the steps in detail, even more detail than what we did tonight. So uh, feel free to go check it out. All right. Thank you very much for that call. Uh, we're going to go to Utah. When your phone unmutes, it's your turn. Utah, go ahead. Yes. Uh, first of all, um, I just went to the website, and they do have Form 2 that is still available to print. They didn't take that off yet. Well, what they took off was the kit, which has three right. forms in one. Okay. All right. Well, the only and that, kit that, and that form is available for free at the website. If you go to the website, it's already basically filled out for you. You just got to put in your name and your particulars and sign it. Okay, I guess I've never. I thought the kit was the instructions plus the four pages, but I guess I, I've got that mixed up with another kit that somebody emailed me. Uh, so, what else goes in the kit that you're talking about that what that was online? It's the petition and the, I guess, the declaration of tax identification number and then where you want the court case to be held. Okay, so when you look up Form 2 online on the IRS's web or the U.S. Tax Court's website under Forms, Form uh-huh. 2, first page is instructions, and then there's the four pages that we're talking about tonight that you mail in, right? Yes. Carrie, you still there? Oh, I thought he was talking to you. Yes. Well, there's a form. Okay, you need a Form 2. You need a Form 4 and you need a Form 5. Right. So, however, right. The, I don't know how. Okay, so if they, however, the package is online, I don't know. But if you go oh. to his website, if you go to his website, we spend a lot of time putting it together and you won't do it wrong. So, you know, just go to his website and download it and print it out and then go, then go back there and get one blank and then fill it in that way. You can handwrite it. You can type it. You can uh, wipe your bottom side with it and mail it in. I don't care. But it's what it's about properly on his website. Okay. I thought you were talking about the tax court's website when you said that it was no longer available. They took it down. But you were talking about the kit. The kit were... is what they no longer have. Okay. And the kit is all those forms he just mentioned all bunched together. 
Yeah, that kit is available on the United States Tax Court website under Form 2. It actually gives you all the same thing that's in your kit that you oh, okay. guys have been talking about. Okay. Well, good. That's even better. Okay. Just so, download, that, download that one, then go get it from his, and then you'll know how to fill it out. Okay, well, I've, I've already got my court order back. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm past that point. I just wanted to throw that out there in case somebody was. Uh, do you mind? Do you, do you mind reading it? And this, all you have to, but, but where it says petitioner, just say me. Where it says respondent, say IRS. If you don't mind reading it, that would be nice. If you didn't mind. Uh, when you say read it, you want me to read the forms? No, just your. You said you got your order. You got your court order. Oh yeah, it just looks like everybody else's that they got. Well, can but you read yeah, it? I, do you want to? Yeah. Do you mind reading? Reading? Would you mind reading it? No, not at all. Uh, you'll and have no, to give me. Yeah, that's fine. Where it says petitioner, just say me. Where it says respondent, say IRS. That way, they get the gist of what we're trying to do. Okay. It's it's going to take me a couple seconds here to pull it up. Well, hurry up! Your your time is up. You got in, the, in, the, <laughs> in the meantime, my question was: uh, I'm involved in a state tax case here in Utah, and I was wondering if you guys have come up with a uh, some sort of a motion to dismiss in which we add the court order to get the the state tax case to go away since they don't have jurisdiction since the IRS doesn't have it. They've hey, lost it. Well, the best thing to do is write a letter to this, your your state taxing authority. Normally it's in the capital. Just say, dear whoever, um, I'm confused. How do I do my tax return? They'll tell you you follow the federal tax return. Then, now now there's an argument you can win. Well, they don't have jurisdiction. How do you get it? Now you've got, see, now you've got what you need. Go ahead and read your tax, go ahead and read your uh, tax deal. Remember where it says petitioner, say me, where it says respondent, say IRS. Okay. You have an old computer. Oh, boy. <laughs> now I've got several windows open, and it's it's being slow right now. Okay. another call, I mean another question and it will come okay. back to you. So don't don't lose it. Hang on to it. Go ahead. Okay. Arizona. Okay. This, okay, this is Walt Arizona. Oh hey uh, Walter. With uh, with this process, should this work with the help of eliminating property taxes? Because property taxes are all based on the scientists and showing that a person has a business, 
taking the word real estate, which means really uh, income-producing land or property with buildings on it uh, or, or fixed property, but, and also where personal property really refers to business inventory buildings and associated equipment. Okay. Now, do you mind if I just stop for just a second? You're telling me that. See the problem? Okay, I don't buy that. Here's why I don't buy that. You're telling me that you said property means. I looked it up in Black's Law Dictionary, and it doesn't say it's land-producing something. See, that's where, you know, I, I'm a, I'm one of these kind of, remember when you, you were a kid, the, the, the kid that said, why, 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 that was me. I'm right. going to say, why did you, in, why did you define it that way? Who defined it for you? See, that's the questions that I asked the taxing authority. Here's the problem you have, see. Um, yeah, what, I don't, saying, what I was saying was mm-hmm. the term uh-huh. real property as defined in their code only refers to business. The term personal right. property only refers to business according to their codes. Right. And now, let me ask you another wait, what, one more question for you, though. Have you ever heard of a land tax or a dirt tax? A land tax or a dirt tax? No. Okay. The land can't be taxed, nor can dirt. What we're doing is we're filing... They, what they're doing is they're, you're paying taxes on property. We file a document in, the, in, in Austin because that's our capital. We file it against the, the property and making it land. Now they're screwed because you can't tax land. We're no long, we don't have property. We have land. Then we give the bank 30 days to remove their house off of our land and don't you dare go across our border or we'll come get you. So, so the property on my land is their house. They better come and get it and move it because if they don't, they got a problem. So what you're saying is you're putting an affidavit to the fact that you're no, sir. I'm not putting no. an affidavit. I'm putting in a motion, a and motion. I'm filing it again. I'm filing it against my property. I'm putting I... in a a motion to change my property back to land. Now, once it's back to land, if a bank forecloses on you, they can't take the house because they can't cross the threshold because the land is private. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, sir. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, so basically, you put the motion into the court, or the court was, well, for example, you're contesting property tax. So basically, you put a motion in. Oh, let's see. It would have to be with probably a county court. Yes. Okay, this is making more sense now. All right. All right. Now, the Um, guy that was going to read, if the guy that was going to read his thing, would you read it? And again, where where it says petitioner, just say me. Where it says respondent, say IRS. Go ahead and read it now, if you will. Okay, can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. Okay, me versus IRS. Order of dismissal for lack of jurisdiction. On March 9, 2018, IRS filed in the above docketed case a motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction on the ground that no notice of deficiency as authorized by Section 6212 and required by Section 6213A of the Internal Revenue Code to form the basis for a petition 
to this court had been sent to uh, me with respect to taxable years 1998 through 2016, nor had respondent made any other determination with respect to I to me to my tax years 1998 through 2016, including any determination pursuant to section 6320 and or 6330 Internal Revenue Code that would confer jurisdiction on the court as of the date the petition herein was filed. Although the court directed me to file an objection, if any, to IRS's motion to dismiss, me has failed to do so. Upon due consideration, it is ordered that IRS's motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction is granted, and this case is dismissed for lack of jurisdiction. Now, did, did you see the power in that? It said the IRS asked to have it foreclosed because, to, to dismiss because they didn't give you something that was required and mandatory. So it doesn't matter anymore. When you go down, if, if they send you a letter in the mail and it says you got a CP504 and you owe us a trillion dollars, you put that, you take a copy of that uh, motion, put it in an envelope with their CP504 and mail it back. They can't do anything because they didn't do it. It's not about you. I'm going to say that again. See, it's not about you. It's not that you didn't do something. They said they didn't do something. Therefore, you have a court order. It's not a letter. You have a court order that has been dismissed because the IRS asked to have it dismissed because the IRS did not, they did not follow 6312 and 6313A, which says it's, 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 um, it's, required and it's mandatory so they didn't even follow their own irm therefore irc therefore the reason it's dismissed because the irs did not do what they were supposed to so for those of you that say i'm here by special appearance i'm a living breathing soul that doesn't matter because there's nothing in that document that says it's because of you so those of you that keep having to say well um, you know, um, when I go to court, I say, when you go to court, you hand the judge that and then sit down. Say, you know, then you sit down, you're done. They, um, it doesn't matter what the IRS says because they don't have jurisdiction because they said they didn't because they didn't follow the law. See, it's over. It's done. Your IRS issues, stick a fork in them. They're done. Okay, so we have... Some more people that have questions. Oh, have boy. Somebody, yep. We have somebody in Washington. When your phone on mute, it's your turn. Hi. Uh, two questions. Uh, I only have, well, they claim I have a frivolous filing. So if I did this process, would that go away or would I need to do well, something you, else? You would take the court order and send it to them and say, how do I have a frivolous return? How do I have something frivolous when you don't have jurisdiction? Now, let me let me let me give you another example. Now, um, by no means do not be. I don't know you, and I'm not inferring to anything. All right. Yes. Okay. Are you a prostitute? 
No. Okay, do you have the same tools as a prostitute? Uh, possibly. Yes. Okay, what do you, what do you mean possibly? Are you a freak or are they a freak? <laughs> no, no, the point that I'm making, see, is they're telling you something. I can offer you 100 bucks. I can't do that because you're, that's not your business. If they don't have jurisdiction, they can offer me all the money they want. It doesn't matter because they don't have jurisdiction. See, that's not your jurisdiction. In other words, that's the authority. I don't have the authority to come to you, even though from a distance you look like a whatever. Does that make sense? I probably need to hear it again, yes. Okay. All right, then let me give you another example. Uh, if you date you date some guy and he reaches his hand under your blouse and you say no, what does that mean? Stop what you're doing. You have no jurisdiction. Okay, so that so I'm telling you, you're saying no means no, right? Yes. <laughs> so so oh, wait a minute, I understand that. But now everything goes pretty well and you get married. On your wedding night, you look out the window and the guy's next door that you just married, he's next door with the neighbor woman. What's that? What are you going to say to him? Uh, see, no meant no. You said no means oh, no. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. See, you never lifted that. So until you say, hey, baby, come back, I take that back. See where I'm coming from? We make these statements that, that by making the statement, they're going to walk you off the cliff. So to answer your question, once you get the jurisdictional statement, they have no more to say to you than the man in the moon because if they didn't have jurisdiction, how can they ask you to do anything? They can. Of course, they sometimes think they can. It doesn't matter. They don't have jurisdiction, so you send them a letter again. It's not a letter. It's a court order. And you heard what he said. The IRS said they didn't have jurisdiction because the IRS didn't do something and the IRS didn't do the other thing. See, the IRS didn't do it. Therefore, they don't have jurisdiction. So if the IRS doesn't have jurisdiction, that's authority. If they don't have the authority, what does that mean? They asked you for something that they couldn't ask for because they don't have the authority. So to answer your question, I think that it would help. That's just my opinion. Again, here I'm giving you some tools that I believe you'll be able to use in any situation that the IRS has because they tell you they don't have jurisdiction. So if I did this process and I got, a, I made a copy of the court, uh, court order, a copy of the official, and then would I wait until I get the annual December invoice or bill or then you said or then you would send it to him send it to him anytime you want it's your, it's your a deal. copy of the last the whatever last. you want to do whatever you want to do if you want to do it now do it now if you want to do it later do it later it's your deal it isn't my deal yes i'm not i'm not going to tell you what to do you know if you want it to go away tomorrow send it tomorrow if you want it to go away in six months send it in six months that's your deal i don't care what you do all right so we do have some more people that are waiting we have to get to them Okay, I did have one more question. Okay, if you can make it quick. Uh, So you mentioned uh, no land tax. Um, So if if we can make our – 
if the issue was the property tax and the county thinking that our land is property, can we do this motion to change the hey, if land? our government goes yes, if our government goes to war, your kids are gonna be drafted because they're they're property. We filed this document on a child when they went to war, they couldn't get drafted because they were not property anymore. It's not, it's it, all the fancy, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, commercial, not commercial, up, down, left, right. It don't matter. If it isn't, if it isn't property, they can't tax it. Look up intimate domain in Black's Law Dictionary. It says property cannot be owned. It can only be leased. That's why your car has to have a license plate, has to have an inspection sticker, has to have insurance. So we're trying now, we're filing this document on the car because we're trying to keep that away from them too, if we can. So this could prevent the county from taking the land because the property taxes weren't paid? Well, I don't, I'm not going to give you any hopes. Okay. I'm telling you what I'm doing. Yes. I am not. I, it's what I'm doing. Okay, we have 32 cases here in, in the uh, in the Texas area, and uh, what happened was we we went to the appellate court, and the appellate court said we can't see the case because the lower court didn't have jurisdiction. So now they don't know what to do because they're coming after us, and they don't have jurisdiction. <laughs> so we have one guy. We have one guy that hasn't paid property taxes in nine years. They just don't know what to do. See, because what they're doing is illegal. See? Yes. So, yes. so anyways, I, I'm not telling you that's what you're, the answer you're looking for. I don't know, but okay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what we're doing. Go ahead. Next so, question. Yeah, we got we got more people that we got to get to. They're getting more and more. Uh, North and Central Orange County. Your phone just unmuted. Go ahead. Just a quick question on the signature. How is it signed? Is it a by and an authorized representative? And is it blue ink? Okay. okay, it's not about you. See, it's not about you. So you can you can sign it with, with um, you can pee on it and sign your name. It doesn't matter. See, <laughs> this is your document. What I'm telling you is that doesn't matter. By four two what four? It's not about you. If they accuse you of something, they have to be right. Whether or not it's an uppercase or lowercase, think about this for a minute. I come to your house and I hit you on top of the head with a hammer, but I'm only going to hit the uppercase person. What's going to happen? I'm sorry? Well, they send the letters to uppercase person. It doesn't matter. It's Again, it's not about you. Right. Straw man, no straw man. It doesn't matter. That's not what this is about. Get your get focused off of that. Go back to this. You have a document from the court that says they don't have jurisdiction. What does that have to do with you or them? It doesn't. What it has to do with, they don't have jurisdiction, so they can't say diddly squat. See? Okay. It doesn't well, matter doesn't what matter. they say. It doesn't matter how you sign. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. Okay. Because it's not about you. It's about them. What are they doing? Are they doing it right? No. Well, if they're not doing it right, are they doing it wrong because of? No. They're just doing it wrong. See? Let me ask you a question. Have you stopped kicking your neighbor's dog? 
<laughs> I didn't do that. Well, uh, see, you're defending something you don't have to defend. That's what you're asking me. Do I sign it by four or two? Okay. Have you stopped cheating on your husband? Never did. See? See? My answer would be, man, I'm glad you asked. Do you have the jurisdiction to ask me that? That's what I would ask. That's how I would answer mm -hmm. it. See, I, I always answer them, but I answer them in a way that they have to protect or, or they have to um, um, defend the negative. You can't defend the negative. You just can't. No matter how, no matter what you say, you sound stupid. Well, I never have. Never have what? Well, I've never kicked the neighbor's dog. What did the jury just hear? Hmm. Kick the neighbor's dog. See? <laughs> My question would be, what I would say was, man, I'm glad you asked. Man, that's a question that needs to be answered. The question is, do you have jurisdiction to ask me? And then I'd sit down. <laughs> that's what I would do. Now, let me ask you a question. There's two jurisdictions, in rem and in in personam. Which one's the most important? Which one do they absolutely have to have in order to try you in that court? Personam. Nope. No? Nope. I heard even foreclosures are really a foreclosure. I on didn't you ask you property. what you, wait a second. I didn't ask you what you heard. I'm asking you a question. Which one's the most important? In rem or in personam? I thought personam because it's really about the person. Nope. Nope. Which one's the most important? <laughs> well, Which one's the most rem? No. Nope. Is that like rem? Nope. nope. So which okay, one's neither? The most <laughs> nope. They, you got to have both. Oh. See? If they don't have both, they got nothing. I'm going to come there and gouge one of your eyes out. Which one's the most important? <laughs> See? We're going to saw off one of your legs. Which one's the most important? See? You have to have both. That's why this works. They can have a subject matter, but the, but the, um, but the um, Bill of Rights protects you from the court. They never have it on you, and they rarely have it on the... Uh, on the uh, subject matter. Oh. See? They got to okay. have both. They got to have both. So which one's the most important? Both. That's nope. right. Neither one's. <laughs> that's right. See? Now you see why this works. So you're asking them, do you have jurisdiction? Yes. Then I want to see it. Well, we don't have to show it to you. I say, no problem. Not only am I guilty of that, I'm guilty of in 1827, I was the Boston Strangler. I just commit, I, I, I confessed everything because I'm going to appeal on one issue. I challenged jurisdiction, they didn't answer. And once Since they uh, did, jurisdiction is challenged, they have to answer. Everything else, they, they don't. They don't. Okay, then you say, I appeal, I'm, I object. When I do my appeal, I appeal one thing. They didn't have jurisdiction, and I shut my mouth and let the appellate court do what they do. I went and pulled 450 criminal cases from the local uh, courthouse. I downloaded them and printed them off. Out of 450 cases that I personally read, how many do you think was in the proper court? 
Zero. Zero. So what are the chances of them being in the right court? The other thing that I tell people to do, this is becoming real difficult. Write a letter to the United States District Court asking them, do you have a limited jurisdiction? Do you have jurisdiction over the IRS? Let them tell you. They won't tell you. So write it in a way if they don't tell you, they tell you. Tell them, and if you don't answer me, then I assume you don't have it. Now you have a defense. When you want, when the CID takes you into the court and says, hey, we're going to prosecute. You don't have jurisdiction. Yes, we do. Then we're going to subpoena in uh, the, the main judge down here from Washington, D.C., because he won't answer it. And he admitted uh-huh. he doesn't answer it. That's presumption back on them. There you, you go. Back on them. Every, yeah. Everything that I do, I told you, I give it to them and make them defend the negative. See? Okay. All right, so it's not we have, about you. It's not about you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Didn't mean to. Yeah, we have some more people that have their <laughs> their hands raised. All right, thank, thank you. you for asking. Okay, Pennsylvania, when you are muted and unmuted, it's your turn. Pennsylvania, go ahead. Pennsylvania, go ahead. Your phone just unmuted. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, great. Hi, Tad. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Carrie. I um, I just just yesterday in the mail, I got um, I'm partway through this process, and uh, I got a motion to, from the from the attorney here in Pittsburgh. I got motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction and to impose a penalty under IRC sixty six seventy three. Now, this motion was, uh, I, I read it, and I kind of laughed because it looks like she's working, this attorney's working in my favor. Um, but today, today from the U.S. Tax Court, I just received this uh, notice of docket change, document filed and re- um, by me on May 21st, titled Motion to Dismiss for Lack of Jurisdiction has been corrected as stated below. It says the docket entry text has been was changed or corrected to reflect motion to dismiss for lack of jurisdiction to impose a penalty under IRC section 6673 signed by the clerk of the court in the United States Tax Court in D.C. Anything to Rob? Uh, sure. Anything just do just to take form two, refill it out saying you never received a notice of deficiency, never received a notice of determination, and because they don't, they didn't send it to you, they don't have jurisdiction, so what happens to the, uh, to the uh, sanctions? Right. How can they sanction me if they don't have the jurisdiction? Duh. There you go. <laughs> so, so I should send, I should, should respond to this. I was just thinking of letting it go. But, then let um, it go. Use, let it go. Let it go. When it when it comes back, if it comes back in your favor, use it against them. If it doesn't, go back in and do it again. How much did it cost you to do it? Oh, nothing. There you go. So for nothing, I can do this all night. Right. I just I'm just trying to expedite this, get this done as quick as possible. Uh, then and then I, take a form to take a form two. Get with Tad. He'll give you my. He'll give you how to contact me, and I'll help you write it. Okay. Great. Very good. Let me Thank ask you a question. Why do you why do you live in would you say Pennsylvania? 
Yeah. Why would you live there? I don't I'm know. Like, I'm, 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 I'm just. I'm, 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 I'm cursed, I'm, man. I'm, I'm cursed. Okay. No, I'm no, just Carrie. Kidding. Carrie, I'm come on. I'm sorry. Carrie, you you know yeah. you know why Oklahoma's so windy. Why? Because Texas sucks. Well, I know that. <laughs> but 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 we got but at least we got something to suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go on to our next caller here. Thank you. New York, you're next. Hello, Chad and uh, Carrie. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Uh, just out of curiosity, um, I'll make this question quick, because I heard um, you say something about uh, not having jurisdiction over uh, kids. Um uh, two, one question in two parts. Is it? Can you do this process with kids and firearms? Just out of curiosity. Okay. The problem is what you just said was firearms. Firearms is a regulated field. I have no firearms. I have arms, and I have a right to keep and bear them. So you'll never do it with firearms because it's because firearms are a regulated field. Just like your beer. You can't go and buy beer and not pay tax. You can't do it. Even if you don't pay it at the window, it's it's taxed. It's a regulated field. So you if you have firearms, the answer is no. If you have arms, the answer is yes. Wow. See, it's all about the words. See? Oh. All right. I want let me let me explain it to you this way. How tall are you, sir? Uh, five six. So five six is tall. See what you did? You define tall. Then what is five seven? Taller. Okay. Then what's five eight? Tall er er. Five nine is tall er er er. Now, see, if they would ask me how tall are you, I would say, man, that's a great question. How tall is tall? I can't tell you how tall is unless you tell me how tall is. So if tall is six foot, I'm above tall. You're below tall. See, once you define tall, then what do you do with somebody who's six foot five? Tall, er, er, See, we're not used to the way I think. I'm just telling you, um, I, I'm an absolute nut job, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but see, but I, okay, I was in court, and I told that same judge. That judge says, what is wrong with you? I said, you're not going to believe this, Your Honor. When I was in the seventh grade, I rode the short bus. <laughs> now, now, wait a minute. He says, what? Yes, sir. When I was in the eighth grade, I was a kid that licked the windows in the short bus. And I sat down. What did I just tell him? I told him I'm a nut job. Now, what is he going to do? He can't embarrass me because I've already embarrassed myself. He said, I don't think you're really that stupid. I said, man, I'm glad you asked, bud, because I'm stupider than that. You see what I'm saying? Now, what is he? He's standing there going, ba, ba, ba. Yeah, I know what you mean. My wife has the same problem. See, I don't give them a I just stand there. See, now what happens is 
give a court? Let me ask a question. How do you give the court jurisdiction? By agreeing to what they say. Absolutely not. Let me show you why I say that. You want okay. to get a divorce, so your wife goes to the federal district court and gets a divorce. The federal district judge gives her everything, the house, the car, your retirement. you got to pay her $1,000 a month. Tell me what she got. She got everything. She got nothing. The federal district court has no jurisdiction in divorce. So she goes there and says, well, judge, I give you jurisdiction. And you say, yeah, I'll give you jurisdiction too. Now what does she have? Authority. Nothing. Why? Because you can't give what you don't have. If the court don't have jurisdiction, there ain't nothing you can do to give it to them. Why? They don't. Okay. See, it's not about you. You're trying to make it. Well, I can. You can't do diddly. Why? If the court don't have it, the court don't have it. Well, I went in there and I, uh, I raised my right hand and I, I confessed. Or I, I, uh, uh, what do they call it when you go in there and um, say guilty, not guilty? What is that called? Um. Arraignment? Please? No. I'm sorry. Pleading. 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 Yes. So how do you plead? I told the judge, I said, when I did it, I told the judge, how do I plead? Three legs. I can plead anything I want. I, I, he said, well, how do you plead? I said, I told you when I was in the seventh grade, I rode the short bus. I plead I'm an idiotic nut job. No, no, no. You said, no, how do you plead in this case? Oh, gotcha. Stupid and ignorant. <laughs> See? He said, well, I'm going to put you in jail for contempt of court. I said, for contempt of what? You're asking me how I plead, and I'm telling you. We don't have those pleas here. Well, then you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to tell him how to do his job. That's his job to do. I'm going to show you. Think about this a minute. Your car won't start in the morning. There's a mechanic shop that you heard was really good. It was 50 miles away. A wrecker can tow your car there. It's going to cost you $500 to get it there. Three blocks down the road, there's a transmission shop. What would you do? Where would you take your car? The transmission shop. Closer. Exactly. Well, they're not, but they're not, they're not mechanics. Yes, they are. They don't start cars. they got to start a car to move it around. See, that's the right answer. See, the answer is not always what we think it is. Well, I haven't towed 50 miles. Why? There's a, there's a transmission shop. they got batteries. they got jumper cables. they got, see, they know how to start the car. It's not always what we think it is. See? In other words, get out of the box. Start thinking. Make stop thinking and stop uh, protecting. What do you call it? Stop answering the negative. See, you can't answer the negative. So when I everything that they ask me, I answer them, but I give them a negative back. That way, they get to have to answer. Did you have you stop kicking the neighbor's dog? Now, I, I, I hope this doesn't make anybody angry, but when I was in front of that judge. He's going to indict me for 55 years. I told him, give me 100. I don't care. 
I was going to die there anyways. So I looked at him, and I said to the judge, you know, I was just thinking, Your Honor, I've never seen your wife naked, but I know what she looks like, but I know what she looks like, and I didn't say nothing. That guy, I thought he was going to wet himself. What? Don't bring my family into this. You brought mine into it. You're trying to get me put in jail. I'll be leaving my family. You've already done it. That horse has already left its stable. So he, here we are in the middle of this um, indictment. He stops and takes me in his office and says, I don't know what you're trying to do. He said, I'm so confused. I don't know what they're talking about. I said, yeah, me either. Me either, Your Honor. Me either. See? Nine and a half hours later, he said, let the guy go. He said, we're so screwed up in here. We've only answered him four questions. We've only asked him four questions. <laughs> Because they would ask me a question and I would answer it, then they would have to come back and explain what they said because they asked me for the record, what's your name? Remember, I had the glossary page and they threw it on the floor. So my answer was, well, that's ass, capital A-double-S. That's my first name. Well, what? Yes, sir. See, because the word name is what I go by. My wife calls me an asshole all the time. <laughs> and believe me, when she says that, I know who she's talking about. On my on my glossary page, I had that defined. So how can I answer it any other way? See, it's all I always do that to them. I can't help myself. I've always done that. But see, I'm thinking outside the box. They're trying to get me to answer. See, what they have to have is yes, 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 no, no, I'm indicted. With me, they get a, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, no, I don't know, heavens no. That's what they get. So they can't indict me because they can't get the, they can't get the sequence that they have to have. <laughs> All right, so does that answer your question? Um. About yes. Uh, yes, and about the kids is I, I'm just going to be uh, probably if they, no would it be again the same procedure? No, it's it, it's probably the same procedure, but but we just over the years have massaged um, emotion that we put in that they can't deal with, and if they don't deal with it, then it, it defaults to what we want. Okay. okay. So we're going to go to our final question tonight from Florida. Go ahead. Your phone on mute. me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Hi, Todd. Um, this is Cecilia. Hi, Cecilia. I have a question. Um, on 2014, I did the taxes, and they returned me, they refund me money. Good for you. Uh, but then in 2017, I did the taxes again, and they said uh, that I have a frivolous letter for $15,000 for 2014. So can I do this process? Okay, yes, but let me explain to you a different, yes, you can. Here's the problem. The only way they could do that is they had to change your tax return. They did a substitute for return. Get with Tad, and he's got it. He'll send you the document. 
They cannot do a they cannot do a substitute for return. As soon as they did the substitute for return, they lost their jurisdiction to talk to you about 14, 2014. So there's nothing they can do. If they did a substitute for return, they committed a felony to, to change your return. So whatever you did, it's not it, okay. And they said it was frivolous. The only way they would know it was frivolous is they did a substitute for return. See, they can't do it. If they do it. They're outside. Their own internal revenue manual says they cannot do a substitute for return. They can't do it. So I believe Tad has that. If he doesn't, I'll get it to him if he wants it, and then you get a hold of him, and he can send it to you. It's no problem. And, and then I've got a little thing written up there. Then that's, you just send it to him. Ask him, hey, did you do a substitute for return? How did you get – you have to ask him, how did you get, how did you get the um, assessment – I'm confused. 2014, you owed me money. 2018, now I owe you money. How did that happen? There's only one way that can happen. They changed your return. That's the part they can't do. They cannot do that. And um, we got all the documentation. And get a hold of Tad, and he'll get it to you. Or he'll get a hold of me, and I'll send it to him. He'll send it to you, however you want to do it. Okay. This is his right. call. I'm just, I'm just a nut job on the other end right now. Okay. Most entertaining I'm, I'm, nut job we've had in a long time. Well, I understand. I, I, you know, this is a bad subject, so I try to make it as entertaining as possible. <laughs> Another quick question on on the land. Well, uh, when you were talking yeah. about the land, if you don't have any um, debt uh, debt with the bank, so how does it benefit? I mean, can I still not pay in taxes? I don't know. I, I'm not a okay. I'm not an attorney, and so I'm not telling you not to pay taxes. God knows, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you the people that are telling me to pay them don't have jurisdiction. I haven't filed since 1988, so um, over the years they do they hit me pretty hard. Then I give them my paperwork, and they seem they disappear. The reason they disappear because they don't have jurisdiction. How do I know? Because they told me they didn't. So, so for instance, if I remove myself from the taxes, um, again, you're can... asking me a question that I I have no ability to oh. tell you. I can't. I won't answer that one. I don't know if you have to pay him or not. I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> Carrie, we've had one other question pop up, and you guys, this is it. After this, we got to go. I'm getting tired. No so, Arizona. Arizona, go ahead. <clears throat> Yeah, Gary, this is Bubba. I was just going to mention, Gary. I, I uh, got through two IRS audits, and they were finding income I never had. I wish I would have had it. But anyway, well, the IRS agent was asking me questions if I made moonshine in the middle of the desert, and that he wanted uh, me to teach him how to do it. <laughs> and I've never done that. But anyway. Uh, yeah. My question was, uh, when you're converting land or converting property back to dirt, okay, I, I can see how that possibly would work. But how about the vehicles? I, we know that they're considered property, and on the title it belongs to the state of whatever. So how do you convert a vehicle to something else? Maybe you can ask me. We're we're doing it now. I really don't care. Uh, 
the problem is I've, I, it's worked every time we've done it. We've converted property to land. Now, now they're, they're, they're running around wanting to know who's, what kind of a doofus is doing this. We're trying it with the, we're trying it with the cars now. Because see, you don't have a title; you have a substitute. You have a certificate of title. The word certificate right. is, is okay. The other thing that we've done is we've taken cars to the junkyard to ask the guy, "Give me a salvage title on this." They give you a salvage title. Then when you retitle it, it comes back. You get the MSO. So we're trying some crazy stuff because I understand. Again, I'm outside the box. I don't think like anybody else you'll ever meet, but I'm outside the box. And so what we're doing is we're taking a bunch of vehicles to a junkyard. He's giving us a salvage title. Then we're converting the title back. And when you do, the state gives you the MSO back because it's a salvage. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I don't know why. It's just doing it. So, right. um, but, but the problem in some states is it costs $550 to get a salvage title. All right. But if you got a salvage title and your insurance, you don't have to have insurance, you don't have to have a sticker, and you don't have to have tags. Two, two or three years, you're done. You made more than that. Wow. Interesting. See? Well, think about that a minute. I mean, you know, um, um, see, in Texas, they say motor vehicles have to be insured and titled. Well, I don't drive a motor vehicle. I drive an F-150. Stupid attorney says, "Well, don't you have a motor in that thing?" I goes, "Hell no! I got an engine in my truck, bud." <laughs> so now, yeah. now, now we're in court, and the judge is saying, "Well, an engine is a motor. It is. Well, heck, that's funny. When I ordered parts for it, they sent me a mo- they sent me engine parts. I'm confused, Your Honor. Signed the document saying it's a it's a it's a motor. No problem. Now I can appeal it. See." The other problem that they have with this is they ask you for your birth date. But if you look at your birth certificate, it says the day you were born. That's your born date. So we're in the Supreme Court right now because I don't know my birth date. I know my born date, but I don't know my birth date. So they won't, they won't, give, me a, see, they won't give me a driver's license. I've been banned from getting it because... I don't know my birth date, but I know my born date because my certificate of live birth says day you were born. Black's Law Dictionary says birth is a process, born is the event. So I don't know my birth date. So so I'm in court with them right now because they said I have to have a driver's license. I can't until the judge makes a ruling. Let the judge rule that birth date is what day and born date is what day. He said, I can't do that. Because if he does, we just killed Roe v. Wade. Wow. What about the, uh, what about the home, what about where, like, Bank of America is trying to foreclose on your home on the land that you've now converted the property to land? Have you had success in those uh, situations? Well, the first one we did, they foreclosed on the house seven years ago, and the house was a $750,000 house seven years ago, and it's still sitting empty because they can't, they can't get to the – they don't know what to do with it because they can't title it now. Nobody can buy it, so it's, it's, it's falling down. I don't care. We just got the house where they can't, they can't sell the house because they can't – it's funny. It's just 
Well, why not live in the 750K house and since you own the land? What would be wrong with that? Well, because the sheriff, the sheriff comes on there with a megaphone and says, get out of that house. And then they're all around, they're all standing around with wow. automatic weapons. See, they don't yeah. know what to do. They won't, they won't. So, so we haven't got it perfected yet, but they didn't get their house back. Wow. All right. So all right. we're going to call it a night. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hey, so, uh, you guys, hold on, Carrie. This call sometime this week will be edited and uploaded to you have the right.com archives. And I'll have it all broken down by subject because we've been on here for almost two hours. And so that'll make it a little easier for people to learn. We've got some good stories, you know, things about jurisdiction, converting land or property to land and so forth. We're going to have those categories to make it easier for you guys. So please help support us at youhavetheright.com with a monthly subscription. And, um, Carrie, these are going to be uh, now weekly calls. Correct. Oh wait, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I just saved some of my stories for next week. (laughs) Well, we'll have to create some more. I'm just kidding, yeah. Oh, I got more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, believe me, I got more. Okay. So, you guys, uh, please tell people that you know that, especially if they're having IRS troubles and or they think they're going to have troubles, please invite them to this call. The information is free, um, and again, we're supported by uh, you having a subscription, which I'm adding value to because we're making it shorter and easier for you to learn and, and keeping up with updates and things like that. So uh, if you would, folks, thank you very much. And, Carrie, thank you very much for your enthusiasm, and we will talk again next week. Sounds like a winner. Thank you, now. All right. Good night, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.